Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. And today I am interviewing a longtime client, Katie, who did um, initially did our program years and years ago and recently reached out just talking about how much what she learned way back then has been really affecting what she's doing in her life now. So I really wanted to have the opportunity to share Katie's story. So welcome to the podcast, Katie. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing good. I'm just excited to be able to share a little bit about the benefit I got from Tummy Team. So, Where do you live, Katie? Uh, I'm in central Alabama. Okay, cool. And tell me just a little bit about yourself. Tell me, um, you know, how many kids you have uh, and maybe kind of where in the process you found the Tummy Team, what maybe, if you can even remember, what led you to us and and kind of what what was the the initial starting point for you? Okay. Um, well, I am a homeschool mom of six boys, and uh, they're ages 14 down to four. So um, that keeps me mostly busy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm married to my husband, Jacob, and we've been married for, a, we think it's our 17th year. <laughs> <laughs> I know you lose and we, we've lost some count on a few things over the years but um anyway we're we're still married it's great and uh I also teach dance to a homeschool group and I'm uh involved in doing worship flags at my church so that's that's right today all your time cool uh-huh. um, do you remember I know you did our prenatal course and do you remember at which delivery was it your last one or was it in the middle? Do you remember? So it was, um, it was not for my fourth delivery. Well, hold on. Let me see. <laughs> I have to look at the faces in my head. Uh, so my third birth ended up being an accidental home birth. And uh-huh. then, yes. So let's see. I think it was between number four and five because I remember. The fifth birth was just totally different. I mean, the four and five went well. I'm sorry, three and four went well. Um, But then, you know, I started having issues. And so the birth that I did after this program was markedly different and better than the rest of them. So, yeah, it was for birth number five. What kind of difficulties did you have in your prior births? Were they... They long births, obviously, you had one really fast birth. Um, yes. Was, but sometimes fast isn't always better. Sometimes it's kind of traumatic um, yeah. how fast it comes. Um, yeah. what, what was difficult with the prior births that you can recall? Okay, so my first two births, they were traditional hospital. You know, I read the what to expect when you're expecting and um, just the, you know, typical path that I think most American women take to get ready for birth. And so my first one ended up being a hospital birth, but it was very traumatic. Um, They had to use vacuums and forceps. And 
I did get an epidural, but I think it only worked on one leg. So I pretty much mm-hmm. felt everything. And he literally like reached in to pull the baby out. Oh gosh. And um, yeah, it was very painful. And I ended up um, having like a damaged urethra mm-hmm. and got an infection. And it was just, it was hard. And yeah, so, so hard too, because it's your first birth experience. So yeah, and I don't know. And my husband didn't know. So we're just, you know, doing what the guy said. And, is this what it's like? <laughs> like who, who right, right. a child? <laughs> yeah, and we we always wanted like several children, and so that experience was like, uh, maybe not anymore. <laughs> yeah. So um, so we went had the second baby, same uh, hospital practice, and uh, that ended up being an emergency C-section, is what they said, and so I think his heart drop heart rate dropped one time. I went into labor naturally with that one. Mm-hmm. We go to the hospital, I get the epidural, and then his heart rate drops, and so they rush me in to have a C-section, and of course, I was terrified, And but he came out fine, and I came out, you know, sewn back up, but not really fine, and mm-hmm. um, it was just painful. Um, I think one of my stitches popped uh, when I was in the hospital brushing my teeth, and so I still have a small hernia from that, mm-hmm. and it was just long, and you know, I had some postpartum depression. And so just that, that time of like, I can't even get out of the bed to go to the bathroom by myself. You know, you're in the hospital with a morphine pump. It's like, Hey, this is great. And you get home and it's like, not as great. Yeah. And then <laughs> so, you have um, home too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I had a toddler, a huge toddler at home. He was always been bigger. And so they're like, don't lift anything more than 10 pounds. I was like, I have a 25 pound kid at home. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was really difficult. And, um, so after that experience, I threw out all the books I had and I got a new set of books (laughs) about active birth and, you know, just how to do things more naturally. Um, and I really started researching having a a VBAC, a vaginal birth Mm -hmm. after cesarean, because, um, after I went back to the doctor after the C-section, they said, you should never, um, have a natural childbirth again. You know, they gave me the scare tactics of right. uterine rupture and like right. you should never even consider it. So that was, of course, terrifying. And, um, but I still wanted more children. <laughs> so, um, I just, there's a lot of prayer involved and a lot of fear, overcoming fear between that second birth and the third one. And so I, we hired a doula and, just started prepare to prepare in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, in at this time, my middles are mushy. So I started like doing some Pilates and things, um, just whatever I knew to do for my dance background to try to put my middle back together. And because um, you were cause feeling it was connected and weak in your core at that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kind of traumatic and, uh, to back. And yeah. And then you go to what you used to do, what you knew as a dancer. Right. right. Right, which is, you know, go for some crunches and but and I knew I was just gushy in the middle and but I didn't know anything about diastasis or anything at that point. So um so I did what I could do and I actually lost some weight then because I started having stomach issues while I was pregnant and so um but I did end up and like I said, it was just it was a prayer journey, <laughs> truthfully. Um, to just trust that, you know, he would hold me together when I'm going for like this natural birth that they said I shouldn't do. So, um, so we had the doula and, um, I go into labor with him, uh, my third one. And so we don't, 
really realize I'm as far along as I am in labor. And so I'm here at home. She's like, you know, just labor at home because we want to go to the hospital as late as possible so they don't tie me down to a bed. To, right. You know, compensate for as, as possible. Keep you moving. Yes. Yes. Right. And not scare you into a C-section if, if all looks right. well with baby. Right. Because they, they basically told me if you come in here and you are a V-back, then we're going to monitor you even more closely than if you weren't. Right. So, so we're trying to avoid getting the hospital. So we do that. And um, long story short, uh, I was way further along than we thought. And I ended up having him in the living room <laughs> and my <laughs> husband delivered. He did wow. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was really intense and, you know, I had to get the cat out of the way and <laughs> just <laughs> unexpected completely. <laughs> so, but that was, that was quite the experience. And, you know, of course it was painful, but as soon as he was born, I was elated. I was like, I cannot believe we have just done this. And, yeah. um, and apparently I had torn a little bit, but I, I birthed him on my knees, like holding on the back of a chair. Cause it was just mm-hmm. like, I was going to get in the car and it was like, no, I can't get in that car. That will be the worst car ride ever if I get in there. So, um, and so he was born and ended up having to be in the NICU for 10 days, which, you know, still at this point, I'm like, I think they maybe dragged that out longer than it should have. Um, Mm -hmm. But so that was exciting. And I had torn during that birth, but I had, didn't even have any idea because I'm just so elated that we've had this baby in the living room and he's breathing and drinking milk and it was great. So, um, yeah, and so that your, after body that, it, your body did it, you know? Um, yes. Yeah. Like, hey, and I'm I'm still intact and, you know, I'm I'm not dead. This is great. <laughs> and uh, I just remember because the doula got lost coming to our house and she didn't make it for the birth. And oh, then she followed the wrong ambulance to the wrong hospital. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Which we still laugh about today. Like, how? what are the odds of that happening? But anyway, I just have this memory now of, like, they're sewing me up, you know, giving me stitches, and she's just standing there telling the doctor what just happened, and she's like, she was a Z-back, and we're all just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, so that was, after that experience, I was like, you know, I think I can just have a baby anywhere, and so I put <laughs> it back in my mind, just go to the hospital and get room service, you know, for the next one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then, you know, but I still had my my middle issues and just feeling just disconnected. And I remember when I did find tummy team, which I, so I started looking up um, exercises for post-birth belly, basically. And I found um, fit to be with Beth learn. Right. And I started doing her stuff. And then I was, she was suggesting, hey, if you're like falling apart in the middle, you might want to come see the tummy team first before you come back to me. So, and I was like, that is definitely me. And so I looked up tummy team and I think there was a sale going on or something for the prenatal program. So I signed up and um, so and I this, started doing that. At this point, you were baby number four. Uh, I honestly don't remember if, yeah, I guess so. Cause it was the prenatal. So yeah, I signed up for the prenatal program when I was pregnant with baby number four. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it's a little blur at this point. <laughs> okay. No, you know, it's not. So baby number four had him, had him in the hospital. 
Um, that was also exciting. But had him in the hospital, no medication. The doctor didn't make it because he came out so fast. Um, but the labor was like 11 hours, so mm-hmm. which was kind of long for me. <laughs> so it was after baby number four, I signed up for prenatal program. Okay. Pregnant with baby number five. Okay. Okay. So, um, so then I started doing the work. And I just remember thinking, okay, I'm going through these motions, but I literally like can't feel anything happening um, because there was just, it was such a mess. I had like a four and a half finger separation. And, um, and so my background was professional ballet dancing. And so I remember going down the list of like, oh, I have all these risk factors for diastasis because of the, um, you know, exercise that causes you to um, like flare your ribs. I mean, that's ballet all over and I'm naturally really flexible. So I had that. And Mm -hmm. so I had just sort of just turned into mush in the middle, basically. And um, I remember in the beginning, starting the exercises, it was kind of discouraging because like, I can't feel anything happening. Um, but I just had this thought, just stay faithful to the process and it's going to change. And it's like, okay. So I did, you know, did my stuff every day. And I just remember one day it was like, oh, oh, it's actually doing something. I'm like, (laughs) there it is. Turning back on finally. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important for people to understand because if you have, um, been disconnected from your internal core muscles, which so Uh many are for a long time it takes a little bit of time to get that connection um come back but because the exercises are done in functional movement patterns where your core muscles in the way that your core muscles were designed to support your organs and your spine upright postures things like that um your body starts to recall some muscle memory of, oh yeah, these muscles did used to do this, even though I can't quite yeah. see them now. Um, and, and we do kind of take you through not just the exercises, but also the postures alignments you should be in, you know, and doing some things to make you very aware because one yeah. of the things we always say is 50% of the solution is awareness. If, if once you're aware of what not to be doing um, right. and what's going to help you, you're halfway there, you know, yeah. you don't know you you could be doing the wrong things for the right reasons, but mm-hmm. not getting the right results. And sometimes actually sending the opposite signals to your core and to those muscles so that your body starts learning some alternate kind of compensation pattern. That's then we have to untrain that. Right. And I think it sounds right. like for you and knowing a little bit about your story that it was disconnected. It was just kind of collapsed, inactive, or probably chronic parenting postures where you're bent over and holding oh, yeah. it all the time. So, you know, the things that we teach you in the beginning of prenatal core is a lot about your alignment and how that alignment is going to affect fetal alignment, but it's also going to help yeah. your body function the way it's designed. So, and that can be a lot. Just just sitting properly can be a lot when you yeah. haven't done that for a long time, right? Yeah, that was such a big deal because, you know, when you're sitting nursing a baby for years, you just get that natural slump. And, you know, of course, I was having lots of upper back pain. And I remember going to a doctor at some point for the upper back pain. And he said, oh, yeah, we call that nursing back or something. And I was like, that's exactly what this is. Because 
I mean, I got it with my first baby and then I had another and another, another and nursing all the time. And so I had all that upper stuff. And then, so once I did start sitting correctly and, you know, long lean and lifted is like, I did start having pains in different spots, but it like, it like worked itself out and I got taller and yeah, just having that nursing throne is such a huge deal. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and we, like, we I'm, call it the throne, but I feel like you're a queen. You're basically yeah. another person alive by like the yes. boobs. Seriously, this is a miracle that this happens, right? And right. and you have to do it every two to three hours. So you yep. deserve to have a place to sit that's going to support you while you're doing this important work. And yeah. um, and I think that just knowing that and setting that, that up beforehand so you're already supporting yourself well um, yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about yourself as mom and not just, oh, all the kids, because, you know, I had lots of toddlers running, all the little subjects running around too. So I had to take care of me first so I could take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're, you're in the program and we kind of go through a lot of the connection. And then we get to the point where we talk a lot about, um, you know, the core pelvic floor coordination for, for bowel movements first, because that can be a real struggle yeah. in pregnancy, but also we use the bowel movement, um, to, as your practice pushing, so to speak, um, how to coordinate the core and the pelvic floor for delivery. So it's not like new muscle memory. And even though you delivered several babies, um, sometimes that information is like, oh, that's how those muscles are supposed to work. And yeah, yeah. most prenatal um, education, childbirth education courses don't really cover anything about that. And right. um and that that can be really important to help with not just the delivery, but the birth recovery, right? Yes. Yeah, just the, the right position to be in for not only giving childbirth, but to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like who, whoever knew, you know, <laughs> but it makes so much sense and it really does make a difference. And um, yeah, so before I knew all that, I gave birth to my third one and I was just on my hands and knees and it went so much better because it was just gravity, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then for the fourth one, I did, I did hands and knees in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then, so I did the program. And so this labor from start to finish was one hour. Oh, <laughs> it God. was so intense. Yeah. Oh, we, God. we were at home. We had watched a funny show the night before. And so I remember I'm like laying on my side, just laughing, laughing, laughing. And I think that induced labor and um, <laughs> because I woke up to an audible pop and oh, gosh. the yeah. couch was wet and my water had broke. I was like, uh, it's go time. And so, of course, because of the, you know, the last time, like, we don't want to be at home yeah. again. I mean, not that I love the idea of home birth, but just because I'd had to be back, you know, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. So we scramble to get ready and go. Um, and yeah, so it was one hour. and. They wheeled me in. My husband almost missed it because he had to go park the car. And um, we had found this wonderful doctor. She said, I heard you come in. I knew you were ready because <laughs> I'm just wailing, you know. Oh, and um, so the nurse sends me to the bathroom. She's like, we got to get a pee sample. I'm like, oh, okay. So we didn't get the pee sample because I'm on the toilet thinking I'm going to have the baby here. So I just yeah. go get on the bed and I do the hands and knees thing again. <laughs> and the um, precious doctor, she's like, she knows what she's doing. Just let her do it. Like, okay. 
so we have him and um very quickly and he's fine and uh no stitches for that one so um, great. yeah yeah and that's pretty remarkable when it's that fast because sometimes when it's that fast like the ejection reflex of your uterus to really push um sometimes doesn't allow the yeah the the pelvic floor to kind of get ready you know and so kind of bursts out um so that's pretty cool that even you know with that and one of the things we talk about a lot about the pelvic floor we all think oh we need a strong pelvic floor we need a strong pelvic floor and we would prefer to use the term is like you need a resilient pelvic floor one that is strong when it needs to be strong and flexible when it needs to be flexible and it has the ability to stretch and then come back to its original shape and and structure and so um that's different than just clench 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 squeeze 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 right and Um, then hold in (laughs) yeah not the same it's not the same it's and and we need people you know it's it's this learning curve that's happening in women's health where you know there's so much focus on kegels um and and kegels aren't bad but they're they're just a part of the process and people are desperate so they just do so much squeezing and then they end up having like these super tight um pelvic floors that cause a whole nother set of problems, you know? Okay. So I think the coordination and connection to the pelvic floor is, is essential. It's like understanding what it, the structures are supposed to do and not asking them to just, you know, do other things all day long. And it's not really supposed to be squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. That's not the function of the pelvic floor. So, um, but you know, out of desperation, again, we do what we're told or what we can find you know, doing the best we yep. can until we know a different way. Your yep. birth recovery yep. with that little one, with the number five, how was your birth recovery? Um, it was, it was fine. Like uh, physically it was fine. I did um, struggle with postpartum depression with all of them looking in hindsight, but um, mm-hmm. you know, the last two were the worst, but physically things just went back to how they were supposed to, you know, not instantly, but like I knew what to do. Like I remember laying in the hospital bed and like just doing belly breath. Like okay, we can put this back together. <laughs> did you and, um, after just, your babies? Oh, those last couple of babies. Did you do the splinting afterwards? I did. Uh, yeah, definitely with number five. I think with yes, I remember taking the splint to the hospital and splinting pretty much right after he was born. And um, yeah. not sure I totally did it you know, exactly how I was supposed to, but I was, I was making the attempt. So. Yeah. 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 Cool. And so then you had baby number six after yes. that. And how was that birth? That was a uh, natural. Everything went fine. Um, I actually did. I was not on my back, but like they had the bed set up. Right. I just remember right. like, I'm like a starfish position. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't laying on my back, but I was upright and my legs were, you know, mm-hmm not any tied down or anything tearing with that last baby I'm sorry any tearing with the last baby uh honestly I don't even remember I don't think so yeah no. yeah so and yeah it's it's funny the things you remember because at that point I'm just like I have so many kids <laughs> <laughs> you did it you did it especially when you you 
think back to that first really scary birth, you know, and then the second, not much better, super scary birth, right? And the fact that six boys, you know, that (laughs) it, it does show, you know, the amazing capacity of our bodies to heal and to do this kind of miraculous thing that it does, right? Um, you tell me a little bit about where you're at now and kind of your journey, um, after all of this kind of how long did it take or where is your diastasis now? Do you still have one? Has it been healed? What, what's your, no, I should have, I should have checked this morning. I remember at one point, uh, the last time I checked, it was like, like a one. Yeah. So to have six babies and go from four and a half, maybe bigger than that. I didn't really want to know if it was bigger than that. To yeah, and like um, so you measure it like the top, middle, and bottom, right? So the top is totally closed, and the bottom's totally closed, and it's like maybe a one in the middle. Right, and that's I call that within normal limits. After you've had um, a baby, um, one in one in shallow um, is is what within normal. Some people get down to a half or don't feel any separation but one inch shallow is pretty much normal because the connective tissue does have uh, a lingering effect to that much stretching right and and sometimes also different times in your your monthly cycle it might feel a little bit softer than other times but you're able to close that using a lot of the skills like newfound skills about the posture the connection to the transverse some of those things even post babies and now now how how are things going so now I remember thinking when I first started the program I just want to be able to dance again and when I had that thought at the beginning of the program it's like there's no way like today I couldn't do it because I was just so disconnected and just no strength in my middle at all and so now I'm teaching dance um I teach a ballet class and a contemporary class and I, you know, do lots of the movements with the girls and I've started doing worship flags at my church and around. And so it's a lot of, it's just a very free form of dance. And so I'm, you know, I'm moving a lot and lots of upper body work and my legs. And so, but I can do it and I'm not like falling apart. Connected to your core now, huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And think back, like, it's interesting how sometimes it, we, we kind of block out the, how bad it was because mm-hmm. it's better now, you know, it's better now. And now right, that's, right. let's not even think about how bad it was, but I can just hearing your story and remembering when, when you reached out to us initially to do our course, you know, I just remember, I know, um, like the, the, it's hard to hope. It's like we, we set real small goals. Okay. If I could just have more kids and not fall apart, that'll be good enough. But in the back of my mind, we think, Oh, it would be amazing if I could do this, but you know, let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's, you know, let's, let's minimize what we hope for, but you know, it didn't happen right away. I mean, you did, you had you know a bunch of kids to take care of and there's a lot of healing involved, but slowly and steadily, you kind of move into a new season. And um, with the dance that you're doing now, do you find yourself testing yourself a little bit going, I wonder if I can do this now? 
wonder if Definitely. I can. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, I can, can my leg go higher? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I asked because, uh, you know, as I've returned to swimming um, over the last 10 years, um, I, you know, I have really like, I'm constantly like, huh, I wonder if I can do this now. I wonder if I yeah. can, you know, uh, I remember when I got back to doing, you know, racing butterfly, you know, and I'm like, oh, my wow. God, I cannot believe I can do this now. Um, yeah. Now I'm like fighting the fact that I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, there are some limitations, but I'm still uh, I, I still I'm not limited because of my core brokenness. You know, yeah. um, that's not my limitation anymore. But I do. Everything that I try to introduce into my life, I, I think, where's my core at when I'm doing this? Like, how can I move forward kind of smart so that if I can do this, I can do this well? Do you find yourself doing that? Or do you have a little bit of dance muscle memory that you're just like, I'm going to try this move and see where I'm at? Or do you, do you, are you conscious about where's my core when I'm going to try this? Where are you at? Um, I, I do like... Hmm. Like I just, cause I do like prophetic dance. So it's sort of like what the music does. I'm going to mm-hmm. go for it, mm-hmm. but I, I still have an awareness of, okay, but I am still human. So what, you know, you can't get hurt, <laughs> but um, yeah, like it, it's just interesting. Yeah. It so much comes from the, the core strength and what yeah. I have um, confidence to try to do. So yeah if that makes any sense. No, it does. I love that word confidence is really, I think, really important. Um, And it's one of the words that I kind of anchor goals that I write with clients, you know, that I want them to be confident in how they're standing, confident in how they're moving, confident going into their birth, confident in their postpartum plan. You know, confidence has to do with knowledge and trust you know, of your body. And, um, and it's, I think it is the one of the most important things that I'm trying to impart on my girls, and on the young adults that are in my life. I have a lot of young adults, because I, yeah, I have a lot of young adults in my life, (laughs) for lots of reasons. Um, You know, my, my kids, all their friends, I'm like the dead mom. But also, i um, a youth group leader and I mentor a bunch of younger, um, women. And so in that, my, my heart is for them within themselves, not for me to give them the confidence, but for them to get to that point where they have that confidence, um, to try new things and to know where their limitations are, which is okay. That's a confident thing too, knowing where, where my boundaries are right now. And, um, So I love, I love that that's the word that kind of came to mind to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a growth process. And I love how the, the confidence in that area, it crosses over to other things and just how, how the Holy Spirit can teach you, you know, you're learning one thing, but then it crosses over into another area of your life. It's just really cool how that works. Yeah, I, I, I totally see that too. And I know that not all the people that listen to our podcast or are part of the tummy team are believers. Um, but the, the people that are believers, they, they can, it seems like there is this spiritual connection, um, when your body is functioning well, 
And I think people that are not believers feel it in a maybe different way. They don't connect it to the spiritual concept that maybe we would, but, but they feel like, oh, this is a connection um, to all these other things. It's hard, it's hard to know. It's really fun to see in my clients how this core strength translates into all these other areas of their life, whether it's just um, in their ability to be grounded. Um, so their mental health feels a little bit better, their ability mm-hmm. to be, um, you know, steady when they're making hard decisions. Um, and just being for me, I see it as like, kind of like, this is like my anchor. And like, I, I, I always refer to like a tree and that's why the tree is our logo. It's like, you know, I'm grounded, rooted, but my, my leaves can reach out my arm, you know, my branches can reach yeah. out, move a little bit, you know? And, yeah. but, but in the end, I have a solid, solid um, starting point. And because of all the young, young people in my lives that have a lot of emotional needs, you know, I feel like if I'm not really grounded and rooted, mm. um, it's really hard to have your branches out for, for the people. Right. 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 So you don't get knocked over. <laughs> you have, yeah. You're like, I, I don't have the confidence to put my branches out. I mean, I, I have to, right. hold, I have to hold my, my body stable. Right. And so, <laughs> right. So that stability really translates into so many different pieces of um, of our life, you know, and there's mm-hmm. also just a lot of spiritually, there's a lot of references to being rooted and to um, being planted and, and you know, um, in the Lord, you know, and in, right. the, in you know, spiritually being grounded. Yep. So I think that there's an easy translation um, for believers to kind of see that. And I always think, you know, our bodies are designed. This is a mm-hmm. crazy, unbelievable design that it's hard to imagine happened by accident. Right. And so right, when, right. when you start delving into the design of how these muscles work together and how your body um, can heal itself and how it all comes together, it's really, you know, it really reinforces my faith in a lot of ways and just the yeah. beauty of the way our bodies are designed, you know, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it it was such a spiritual um, journey just to reconnect to who I was before I ever had a baby because I was a dancer and I loved it. And so Mm -hmm. for just like 12 years, that was kind of dead and gone and like no hope because of the disconnect in my middle and, you know, other injuries I had. And so to just you had I had to start at that faith point of I don't even feel this working, but I'm just going to keep doing the work. And then one day it turned on and then it just kept walking towards, you know, so that dream of dancing again was so far fetched. Like, no, you can't do that anymore. And then here I am. Well, you <laughs> so are. It, it amazes me. I'm like, wow, that really yeah. happened. <laughs> One of the, one of the, one of our taglines is like, you know, being strong for the life you were meant to live. And, and also like, so that you can reclaim, reclaim Mm -hmm. your true self. And, um, that, that message of reclaiming your true self actually came from a client that came in, um, after doing the work with us. And she's like, I feel like you've allowed me to reclaim what was lost in to be who I, who I am at my core, you know, yes, yeah. you're a wife. Yes. You're a mother, but you were also designed to be a dancer that's in your heart and soul. And that's what makes you feel alive. And that's how you worship 
God. And, but that's also how you give back to your community and it's how you're probably most connected to your body. So to be able to reclaim that and know that it's not lost is, um, you know, it was, it was kind of hidden for a little bit while your body was doing some other pretty miraculous things, but that it's, it's there and you can bring that back is, is so fun to hear. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What would you, this is a question I ask everybody, what would you wish you would have known earlier? Like I say, like, what would you have told your younger self if you could? Um, I definitely would have said, don't read those books. <laughs> I always say I had the wrong books in the first, the first time. Cause there's such, it's just, you know, certain books, there's so fear mongering mm-hmm. instead of, instead of teaching you, Hey, you're designed to do this. This is not a medical intervention. You are literally designed to give birth and you're designed to heal from it. And so if I could have just believed that earlier before my first one and known that and known that I had like, I had power over putting myself back together afterwards. And, you know, knowing that like nutritionally I was worth like doing the right thing and um, just, you know, have faith that, you know, this is a season because it feels so when you're just in the throes of nursing and recovering from birth, it just feels like this is all I'm going to do forever. And especially like it did for me because that's what I did for 10 years, 12 years. And so, but now my youngest is four and it's like, oh, I'm me and he can go to the bathroom and it's great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you're in the season of it, it's so hard to see beyond. Um, Yep. And I would get so mad at people saying, oh, just enjoy them while they're little. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I've been doing this for like eight years now. (laughs) I'm tired. Yeah, I find myself saying that a little bit now to people because I have teenagers and young adults as kids. And um, there is something beautiful about the fact that your kids want to get on your lap and still snuggle with you. Um, Because you go through a stage where they're all wanting to be independent. And of course, ultimately, that's our goal is for them to be independent. Um, Right. I, I yeah, now, now I follow my 14 year old like can we snuggle tell me what's going on tell me what's going on in your life yeah I, I I told my son as he was going through stages I was like I feel like a needy girlfriend but you know <laughs> included in things with you right well, um, you feel their childhood slipping away you're like oh this you know yeah. don't miss yeah. the moment <laughs> so now I can see why um, those older moms would say that embrace this, embrace this, but that mm-hmm. does not that does not mean it's not the most physically and somewhat emotionally challenging season oh, yeah. of your life. For sure, oh, yeah. physically challenging. I feel like yeah. emotionally challenging comes when they're a little bit older. You don't even you're maybe maybe I call it mentally challenging too when you're young when they're younger um and it is it is physically hard and to acknowledge that and to support one of the one of the things that I learned a while back that has been really helpful I think for me and when I'm when I'm talking with women is using the term like right now you know Mm. this is where you are right now you know and I think giving a little perspective of right now is not forever Right now is right now, you know, and we're going to do some things to get you in another place. You know, you're not going to be in this place forever. Um, I remember 
being so caught up in the season, that early season of motherhood that I was going to, I was mostly staying home. I was working very little, like a cup, just enough to keep my license, you know, a couple weekends yeah. a month. Um, and I remember, um, talking with, a, a fellow, she was actually a nurse, a fellow mom and mm-hmm. saying, I think I'm going to let my license go because mm. I can't even imagine when I'm ever going to be a physical therapist again. Oh, like that's right. Not <laughs> right. Yeah. And she encouraged me. She's like, I don't think you should make that decision yet. If you, if you can work two Saturdays a month and keep your license, let's get through this season and then see, because it's a, it's difficult to get your license back after you let it go. I yeah. mean, you got to do some yeah. work. Um, and And so I am so grateful for that advice at that time, because Mm -hmm. when you're in it, that's all you can see, you know, you can't see beyond it. And that like, I would never have had the tummy team. I wouldn't be doing this work, you know, (laughs) clearly the work I'm supposed to be doing, but you know, I, I feel like part of this podcast is sharing people's stories, helping people know that they, you know, are not alone, mm-hmm. um, that this might just be where you are right now. And like, what's fun about your story is that, I mean, you worked with us years ago and you are still at this point, you like recently reached out saying, I am dancing again. And I forgot to tell yeah. you, I've just been so right. happy that I forgot to come back and say, Hey, by the way, yeah. you know, this is where I am now. And, um, I that, think that, that little seed planted grew and now it's like, it's a tree. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, we said this before we started recording. One of the things that is so common that people, people want immediate results. They want to be mm-hmm. better yesterday. Like just give me oh, fast, yeah. fast, fast oh, results. That, that is so my personality. It's like, Hey, we should have fixed this last week. <laughs> How can we do it now? <laughs> I, I, I want to be, I want immediate results. And Unfortunately, there are some pretty early results in our approach. Like people start feeling better in the first couple of weeks. They can tell they're even mm-hmm. just the education of the first week. Everybody's like, oh, I can tell this is where I'm supposed to go. It just, it makes yeah. sense. Like it's logically makes sense to how your body was designed and how it functions. So there's already some hope in the beginning. But our goal yeah. as a coming team is not for people to just have immediate results, but it's to have long-term results. Like we really want you to have these tools and this is why it's called core foundations. Um, Uh We want you to have the foundation to build your life on that you can keep drawing from to help you do all the things you want to do in the different seasons when, when it's not just postpartum or prenatal stuff. Like even though you don't even know, we were talking about this. You don't even know if you ever did core foundations because you took so much from prenatal core and you yeah. translated that into everything else you needed. And, yeah, and I still do it today. Like when I'm driving, I, I'll catch myself and do the, you know, long wing lifted and yeah. do the hold while I'm driving. And because yeah. I'm, I am a naturally like flexible person. So I have to always be mindful of what Stay I'm doing. Connected. Like even just sitting here, I'm like, oh, oh, wait, sit up. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, it's pretty, it's pretty often awesome to see how like the tools and the strategies, um, somebody the other day called them life hacks. You have all these little life hacks where you can, like, <laughs> right. you know, you just like throw it in when you're in the car. This is why you're doing when you're yep. 
this is what you do when you put the kids down, you know, and um, yeah. that's kind of how I function. Like I have to, I have to sneak things into my life to be consistent. Um, but, you know, the feeling in your body when you feel strong and connected really makes mm-hmm. it worth it. Right. And and that's what I like about it. It's not just a, oh, I got to hit my exercise session today. It's like it's throughout the whole day. So you're always just doing a little here, doing a little there. And it just keeps you it's a lifestyle going. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, just what you were saying about what would you tell your younger self? It would be definitely build yourself a support system because um, I just, I really feel like a lot of my postpartum depression, you know, I know it's hormonal, but I feel like it's cultural too, because just how our culture is, it's like every woman is doing their own individual thing and, you know, somebody's at work and this person's, you know, we're all busy. And so I would just end up in the postpartum season pretty much alone because my husband worked all day and just alone with toddlers all day long, which, you know, can be a mental challenge and just not feeling like, Hey, there's people like, you know, people would bring a dish by or whatever. And that was so encouraging, but for the long haul of like set up a support system of like friends that are going to call you like once a week or whatever, and make sure you're doing okay. So um, I think that's so important. I agree. And that's part of the reason we call it the tummy team, you know, that we're in it together and that there's a team of other women um, like on our forum and stuff that encourage you and share their stories. And because it, it really is, um, it's, it's very difficult to do it on your own and do it alone. Yeah. I know in those early years, my saving grace was my mom's group. I mean, those women, let me tell you, I don't even know how we did some of the stuff we did because we were <laughs> barely limping along. Right. But, but, right. <laughs> but it was like, you know, we were in it together, you know, you weren't yeah. alone and that makes a huge difference. The other thing that, um, you, like you said, the postpartum depression has lots of components, right. And some of it is hormonal, mm-hmm. some of it right. is community or cultural, um, and I think that there's actually another component that is related to that core weakness, that disconnect, mm. because neurologically, if your body is constantly grasping for stability that's not there, mm. it leads to almost a little bit of internal anxiety. You know, yeah. we weren't meant to be jellyfish being blown around by every wave, <laughs> you know, right, right. We were meant to be grounded trees, you know, and um, and so when when we when we are constantly gripping for some stability, it's putting it's almost putting your body in that um, fight or flight place where it's yes. like constantly yes. desperate, constantly desperate. Yeah. And then you have these kids that are basically sucking the life out of you, literally, right? <laughs> and yeah. You know, and you don't feel yourself. You don't even know who yep. you are. You don't have a source to draw from um, that right. is like, oh, this is me that I can now give out. I'm like, right. okay, I'm gonna. The wave's gonna take me over here. Hopefully, a kid's over there. <laughs> wave's gonna take me over here, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and I feel like that's just this underlying level of internal anxiety, um, physical yep. anxiety. Um, because we don't have that. And the reason I, I recognize this is 
I had a client once that was in and she, I could tell she was just overwhelmed. She had a newborn that was, would not stop crying and yeah. we're trying to start our class or, you know, our, our session. And I, I said, you know what, I'm going to put a splint on you right, mm-hmm. right at the beginning. And I splinted her tummy and she totally calmed down, almost like swaddling wow. newborn. She totally calmed down. Like she didn't even know, like, you know, she just took a breath. Yeah. And, and as soon as she calmed down, the baby stopped crying. It's uh, like, no. baby could sense <laughs> it was connected. Yeah. You know, and the mom, it was like, they're feeding off of each other. And wow. the split was basically acting as the stability transverse that she, of her transverse abdominis that she could not feel. And yeah. so giving gave her a physical touch point of, Hey, I'm being held. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, kind of like the weighted blankets that, you know, people are using and, right. you know, right. and how we swaddle our newborns and they calm down. It is, mm-hmm. it was, um, it was very eye opening, and I don't, I, I don't even know why I decided to put the splint on her. I, it was just like yeah. an instinct to, to do that, um, yeah. <laughs> and it, it really showed me so much in that moment of oh, there's so much more connected here, um, yeah. you know. And so I feel like that that is a component too, you know. And um, another reason why we really encourage that splinting postpartum is to give yeah. some stability um, in those really hard early days. Yeah. Well, this has been so good to hear your story. Thank you so much for being so open and honest and, um, just sharing all the pieces that you can remember. I know like it's (laughs) kind of all blends together a little bit, but oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and especially when you have all the same gender, it's like, wait, which boy was there? Yes. Yes. I can imagine, but you did it, Mama. You're doing a great job. Well, I just want to thank you for being on today, and I'm sure your story is going to really be impactful to many people. Thank you so much for sharing. Well, thank you for having me. I had had a lot of fun sharing. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.